Hello and welcome to Public Access America. This is Just the Tip. Well, welcome to Public Access America, silly. My name is Jason because of course it is. His name is Jeffrey because it always has been. And this is Public Access America where we try and help people by exercising your brain, body, and diet. I love it. And these are great days. Hey, we believe in world peace. And Jeffrey and I both believe the best way to world peace is to help each individual become the best version of themselves they can be. You know, food allergies can have a physical and a mental effect on you and your life. So uh, pay attention to what you're eating because it's important. A simple change in your diet could make all the difference in your mood. And that's what we're going to talk about today amongst some other things. So thank you for being here at Public Access America. Find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and enjoy the show. Subscribe, follow, and love. Just a tip, just a tip, just a tip. Thank you. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved. When there is a kind of coalition of conscience, of conscience, because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble, it was good trouble, it was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Hey everybody, welcome back to Public Access America. My name is Jason, his name is Jeffrey, and we get together every week to talk about the week. We did take a week off, which gave us like a two-week break. We had some amazing clip shows to fill in for that, and I love the clip shows. We actually got to feature the LGBT discussion with Earkick, and that was so cool i'm so excited about that i'm so so i'm just so pumped to have you here jeffrey <laughs> yeah how how are you doing let's settle down you know uh it definitely uh it was nice to have a little break uh especially with stranger things four coming out Fuck yeah you know and and uh so we ended up you know trying to marathon the whole thing um nice and, and one big cuddle puddle essentially and then um <clears throat> like on 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 the morning after we we watched the you know the first few episodes my oldest was like i want a stranger things breakfast i'm like okay well what is that uh, egos i want egos i'm like okay nice so i did like egos and you know eggs and sausage links and i mm. did i made homemade hash browns and mm. you know it was just like yeah that sounds great. Let's do a Stranger how do Things. Make, how do you make homemade hash browns? So you can do this the easy way, uh, which is you get a food processor and you, you know, take a potato and you just have it grate the potato. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's literally just oil and a frying pan. For a while, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> or you do it the way that I did it. And then you, you try to use a cheese grater to start with and you end up slicing the shit out of your thumb and your finger. Mm. And then you get real pissed and then you decide to use, um, I always forget what it's called. Um, 
a mandolin in order to yeah. try and do that. And it didn't work out as well as I wanted it to. So I got pissed and I ordered an attachment for my KitchenAid mixer. So that way I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. That's beautiful. I got my, we got a mandolin for our wedding present and my wife was like, I don't know how to use it. And I was like, it's easy. You just, you know, scrape it across and it makes, and she wanted to do cucumbers and she sliced off half her finger in the process. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, these are scary things. But I always learned like you had to soak the potatoes, which kind of defeated the purpose of like drying them out to fry them. So I just, I never could get that right. Yeah. You know? No. So, I mean, I think, you know, everybody likes that. You know, you have to remember like all that bag stuff. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. They have perf- they have you know almost perfected their process, you know, and then basically if you get you know soggy potatoes, that's pretty much on you. But right. but there's something to there's something to be said about just making homemade hash browns, and Agreed. knowing that the only ingredient is the potato that you've peeled, and you know whatever oil of choice that you use, and then salt and pepper mm-hmm. or whatever seasonings you want to add. You know, there's no preservatives. You know, the potato sits until you need it to potato. And that's the yeah. beauty of it. That, that's my life is working towards knowing what's in my food. I just found that my rice cooker has a steamer, like a steamer thing that I can put on the top and fill it with like the broccoli mm-hmm. and then cover it and have rice and broccoli. I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. And I, I should tell you that our food conversations are actually one of the most popular parts of the show. Uh, I talked with Kai. We recorded last night to give me a little bit of a setup. And by the way, unsubscribe, Kai has a new show out, so go check that out called Girls. And uh, Bottled Up Bitches just started season two, and that's a really good show. And Mood Ring, I just discovered, which is really amazing, but Audio Pong has a new episode out. And they talk to an actor about personas and getting into the business and surviving in it. And you know Marco, so that was, that's some really awesome stuff. But Kai, she actually incorporated what we talk about, and she also does exercise with it. But the like, just the food. She she told me you 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 said like sugarless oat milk, and I was all ears. (laughs) And she's like, she asked, she's like, can I have your hummus recipe? And I was like, wow, people, it it changes people when you start eating right and taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself and prioritizing yourself. It changes people, and that's what I always yeah. hoped this show would do. But, you know, you know, and and I, I, you know, I I started making some very serious changes, and you know, what ends up happening is, uh, you know, I, I dropped twenty two pounds, and then this week was just kind of all over the map, and I was all over the place, right. and I, I ate like trash, and I've gained five of those pounds back, and I'm like, well, you knew this would happen, <laughs> so what do we do? We don't do that. And so, right. so, so this week I've, you know, I've got to get more, I've got to be more serious about the fact that I've got to quit, you know, eating fast food because it's quick and I don't have to fuck around with too many different things. Mm. And so I was, I was telling Kai, there's a front end reward to eating fast food where your brain and your tongue are like, yes, we win, but your body's like, you dick, you know, but when you eat good stuff, it back ends on good body feeling, mm-hmm. which makes you want to eat the junk because you feel good enough to do it. And so right. it's kind of cool. So I just explained, try and fill up on good and then whatever's left over, that's yours to enjoy with whatever garbage you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so that's, and so I can tell that, you know, like as like this week when I ate more junk food, I started craving more food and it was like, yeah, well, why am I craving more food? Ah, because what I'm eating is crap. 
Right. Somebody asked if I if they had any diet suggestions on Twitter, and I was like, "Fill your fridge full of healthy stuff and pout for four months." You know, realistically, yes. Realistically, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so until you get <clears throat> used to like having to eat celery when you're got the munchies or carrots, you know, and then you're like, "That's what you go for first. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's one of the things that I've got to figure out this week is is what I'm going to do for for lunches. And so I was kind of looking at like, you know. There's a bunch of really, you know, I, I will say this. A lot of the instant Asian food is actually surprisingly good. And you uh -huh. can do some very minimal things to actually make it better. Like, you know, for example, yeah. like some of the, like the tonkatsu ramens or the, um, the Vietnamese pho that you can find, you know, like at Costco, for example, you know, I love you can literally, you can literally go to your deli get like dinner slices of roast beef or turkey or mm -hmm. chicken or something grab some green onion and voila you know you have just a couple of small little things that's you know add a little bit extra to you you know to that instant ramen or instant yeah. pho or instant you know whatever i even saw one that was salmon and rice risotto i was oh. like huh yeah it's one of the things that i've i've found out is is that um, having more rice in my diet has actually helped me out a lot. Yeah, there, it's not that there's no gluten in rice, and it's it's an awesome way to get a, a healthy sort of carb. Is if you don't, I mean, if you don't eat like pounds of it, right? You know? right but there's right. like there's the yellow rice, the jasmine rice, there's the whole grain rice, and like you can eat anything you want if you eat something as well that carries it through your body fast I've, enough. That's, I've, that's my theory. Now. I've really come to enjoy uh, Indian rice. Um, mm. Oh man, it, you know, nice and it, it has a great taste. It's really spicy in, in some yeah. cases. And then on top of that, like whatever you decide to pair with it, like I've always loved curry. Curry is one of mm -hmm. my favorites. Um, and so like rice and curry has become something that I really enjoy. Uh, personally, I enjoy Japanese curry myself. Um, I, yeah. I really like Japanese curry, but in, uh, Indian curry is absolutely fantastic. And um, I, I, wish, I, I wish I wasn't so much of a wuss and liked, you know, could have the hotter stuff, but mm -hmm. I can't. <laughs> you know, it's interesting in India, their meals are hot and sweet so that like you eat that spice and you get so hot that you're you're hotter than actual india itself but then you drink like a coconut milk or it comes with a soothing something that soothes you back down so that you're like it's like internal air conditioning the way they eat and i, I just really like that you know so that's one of the interesting things about poorer communities is is that the poorer the community the spicier the food why yeah you don't end up eating as much and so, right. and so that's been one of those things that's been really interesting to learn about is, is that, um, you, you know, especially like having had friends that have come from poorer communities in Mexico where mm -hmm. they eat some shit that is like fucking nuclear hot. I mean, it's delicious, but holy right. fucking shit, does that burn like hell? And yeah, you know, one time, so funny story. One time <clears throat> my aunt got a batch of hatch chilies. And, you know, my, my aunt has had at this point done a few batches roasting them. So that way she could use them for various other things. Mm. This batch, I don't know what the hell was up with it, but it was like nuclear. It like, it actually gave my aunt burns through chemical gloves. That's how spicy wow. the shit was. 
So she made an enchilada, and I mean, this stuff was like toxic sludge <laughs> green nuclear. And both of us were like, ah, shit. And of course, this is like right before I really figure out that I am very lactose intolerant. Okay. So like, I am literally like eating a bite of this with like a mountain of sour cream to just tame it. I'm There's a funny recording she has of me literally screaming as I'm eating this because it is so fucking hot. <laughs> Neither, well, all of uh, her and I each had a slice and we couldn't fucking do it anymore. So oh. we end up, uh, she ends up packaging it up and she's, you know, had somebody that uh, worked at the law firm where she was from that was like, you, you know, you poor little gringos, you know, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that you think you know what spicy is. And so my aunt said bet and gave him a slice of this for lunch i guess like he was like breathing hard and he was fucking sweating and he's yeah he's like that's some spicy stuff not bad not bad and i'm going <laughs> i was screaming and this guy's just sweating <laughs> yeah but you know and that's so like that's that's one of those things where it's like you know i'm curious to i, I would be curious to have somebody who knows you know the evolution of of spicy mm -hmm. foods like across various cultures tell us why yeah. you know it, it, was it really just you know because poor communities don't have access to food and so this was their That's way of because mediterranean food doesn't have a lot of spice right you know german That's so interesting german food, not spicy yeah Nordic you go food. to the middle east though and yep. it is all spice but it's also crappier um portions of the meat like you were talking about fa and originally that's like the discarded remnants of meat and so you can get it with the meat or meat tendon or meat tendon and bone because what that is that's a big pot of broth that they just throw stuff in mm -hmm. like all day and it just simmers and gets better and better all day i love i love fa but i don't get it with like the tendons and stuff yeah. you know and i think what's really funny is is, is like especially you know, and this is more just you know observation i don't know if this there's any sort of scientific basis behind it but as as somebody who grew up poor mm. i have found foods that are delicious to also come from poor communities yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 I think that's a really interesting idea. Is is that you know does does poor have a taste? And in mm. you know, <laughs> do you end up gravitating towards you know other communities that were poor that you know developed their own food based off of what they could get their hands on? You know, right. like like American Chinese food is you know most people are like oh it's a delicacy, but when you look at the history of American Chinese food, it's like you know, kind of like what Vietnamese pho is. It was literally the leftovers of whatever they right. had that they could make. And, mm -hmm. you know, it turns out that, you know, most of us are like, a lot of us are like, mm, this is pretty good. And there's a lot of people out there like, this is disgusting trash. And I'm like, mm -hmm. probably you're right. But uh, it's a combination. Once you get it the way you like it, then yeah, like pho without the tendons, Oh, it's glorious. But with the tendons, I'm constantly feeling in my mouth and I could see where people don't like that. Absolutely. So, you yeah. know, but once again, it, that boils down to access to food and, you know, people do mm -hmm. what they can with what they got. And when you increasingly have less and less, you know, you have to get creative with what you do get. That's interesting. Yeah. Until you get spicy. I'm trying to think about Filipino food and I can't think of too many really spicy Filipino foods. And that's like, super poor but then i'm thinking about cajun food and that's super spicy i love it mm -hmm. like i like but I, what i can't do is mix flavors like i like hummus 
and I use this like Moroccan chili paste. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. It has this like on your tongue, it's like, oh, we're going to kill you. But then as it goes on the back of your throat, it's super warm and just like, mm. oh, we love you now. And I love it. And I put it in my hummus, but I also have Asian flavors I can't put in my hummus or like Frank's Red Hot mm-hmm. or like American. I couldn't put that in hummus. So right. it's just weird to me but i put my asian seasonings on my broccoli with some sesame seeds and Mm -hmm. you know that was awesome that was like chinese food grade broccoli i was super happy yeah so man and i found something else about myself today what'd you find out well this actually yesterday what i did was i noticed that i ate crystals fast food i don't know if you have crystals it's like white castle yeah no idea what that is. It killed me for like four days and then i had a california pizza kitchen pizza and that killed me and so what i did was i went back into my food purchases and i looked at what was in oreos not oreos cheerios because that kills me and then the pizza kitchen dough and then i looked at um something else that hurt me really bad and it all had one ingredient in common that my like shredded mini wheats didn't have and it was a high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. so i looked i was like is there anything reaction and yes it's called fructose mal or mal absorption mal mal, yeah and so one in three people can suffer from that Mm -hmm. and i just realized that's me i have every single system um every single symptom so monday i'm going to call my doctor there's a real easy test because fructose in your gut creates hydrogen (laughs) and so they do a breathe breath test they give you some fructose and then they make you breathe for three hours and they check your levels out so i might interesting yeah that that'll be really interesting you know and that's the thing is it's like i'm you know uh, i'm trying to do better about it and i think it's kind of one of those things like uh, for example you know i was i was work from home on i was work from home on thursday and so what I ended up doing uh, was that morning I put together, you know, all the stuff to do a pot roast. And I just mm. sat, you know, just I know all the ingredients that are in it, you know. Yeah. It's very simple. There's I don't have to worry about, you know, reading labels because it's literally mm-hmm. the roast, the paprika, right. the cayenne pepper, the Johnny seasoning, the salt, the mm-hmm. pepper you know the basil leaves that i put in the the beef the 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 beef broth that i put in it's like right. all things that i know what's in it and and so i'm not worried about having to try and figure out is this going to make me feel like garbage later right you know it was just some of the some of the things like you you could have you could also have celiac and this like they're not one and the same and they're not sure if one causes the other but like onions really upset mm-hmm. my stomach and i was like how does how does onion even fit in and right there it says it you could and so it was just so interesting and high fructose corn syrup is like in more and more things every yep like, it's like a thousand fold increase and i was like i never thought that something like that would cause that but yeah it builds up in me because it doesn't everything else digests and this finds like a little spot where it can just sit and then it just collects it's like the sticky goo that just collects everything that goes through it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so wonderful to know i still might have a gluten intolerance i'm still working oh, towards absolutely. that absolutely but i'm also trying to get rid of the fructose and all that goes with just what you said knowing what's in 
in my food well you know and that's where and i think that's where you know like for example like having communities that are like hey i'm poor and i can only afford so much what can i make mm -hmm. i think that is probably one of my favorite questions that i ever saw on reddit was yeah you know i've got 20 bucks to feed myself through the rest of the week i've got a job and i'm getting paid finally but it's like mm -hmm. i don't know what to do you know and you had a bunch of people like hey i'll order you a pizza hey you know we'll do this and this is really right before the heyday of hey i can order you some groceries and you can go pick them up right but there were so many people that were that had figured out hey this is what this is what 20 bucks can get you where are you at we can figure out what sales tax looks like and mm -hmm. you know like my what i called spanish fuck it casserole you know is essentially rice beans can you know uh some cheap chicken breasts um yeah you know some salsa uh some some barley some lentils and you literally end up with this freaking power pack nutritional meal and right. all you need is a cheapo bag of chips if you want to dip it or not and right. voila like you can you know yeah mm. you're gonna you're gonna hate the fact that you don't have any variety for a week but it will make you enough food for a week and and the guy was like yeah i have an mm -hmm. instant pot and it's like perfect perfect it's like uh, i will uh, you know here's your grocery list it should cost yeah. you less than 20 bucks and on top of that you will be eating good real quick <clears throat> and so definitely and so he he ended up making that and he messaged me later and he was like dude that was actually really amazing and so simple and i'm like yeah you know when i was yeah. constantly on the go because you know i was having to commute you know 45 minutes out and back it was nice to have something that I could literally just throw in real quick when I got home, hit start yeah. and then go change and get myself going. By the time that I was done, I would have dinner done and ready. That I realized this week that it's really important to me to know what I'm going to be eating next. So having that planned out a little bit ahead of time, I, I pounded down a chicken breast, cut it in half. I put the broccoli in, rice on top of that, half a chicken breast. I made two meals. Now I know what I'm eating and I don't have to worry about that, you know, and I love that. And a lot of things is serving size as well. We try and we're like, we're hungry, we're starving and we can't afford food. We got to eat, eat as much as possible. But if you cut the portion down, you'll have more meals throughout the day. Right. Instead of like being hungry six hours later, you'll be hungry four hours later and you'll have more food. You well, know? And then also too, you'll, you'll find certain, there's certain things that you can get that, you know, maybe you're not necessarily a fan of it first, but mm -hmm. you'll, you'll eventually come to enjoy, you know, yeah. things like, you know, trail mixes of various sorts or, um, yeah. <clears throat> grape, grape nuts. Somebody was like, well, grape nuts is the only thing I know that doesn't have sugar in it. So I was like, I'll get that, you know, and that is like brutal on you the first couple of weeks, like your jaw just hurts. <laughs> well, that's why, you, that's why you always soak that one in milk first before you mm. do that. I always love grape nuts. And my problem was, is that I would drown it in sugar and that doesn't really help. <laughs> Right. No, that does. I put it in my oatmeal, actually. Mm. I found some high fiber, high protein, low sugar Quaker oat instant. And I just put some grape nuts in there or some raisins, which also might hurt me. The fructose in raisins and plums and prunes. Mm. That's so weird. It's so weird. Or asparagus. You know? Right. But like soda doesn't hurt me. And it's because it just doesn't stay in long enough. Right. You know? And that's and that's the difference is. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. for me, like I, I, I can't drink sugary sodas. So like, if I'm yeah. gonna have a soda, I can only drink diet. 
and so realistically what i've tried to do is just eliminate soda every once you know me too i i think i've had three sodas in the past month and wow and that's more than me and even then you know but it used to be that i was having one a day yeah so like you know and and i can't and with the sugary sodas i've found out that like I'll drink it and I'll be good for like an hour and a half. And then I hit mm-hmm. that crash so hard that I'm like falling asleep at my desk. And I'm like, I can't. Be right. But we got to, if we look at these things properly, like, oh my God, I'm dead tired and I need energy for 15 minutes. Drink a soda. Right. But if you're like, oh man, it's four hours before I get to eat again, then you need a combination of carbs and protein. Right. right. And then if you're just like, I got, I got to eat something for the whole day. You got to go more protein. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Like the carb is what gets us through the moment. And sometimes we just don't plan for the moment. We plan for all day instead of, well, I need energy for this long. And that's what I'm learning is like, adding the fuel that i'm going to use i don't exercise so i can't put a lot of carbs into my diet but if i was to start exercising i would need to increase my carbs to match my burning well one of the things that i'm even looking at uh uh, thinking about doing too is is that like for example it's like i like sweets i've always liked sweets Mm, i do too but the the problem with processed sugar sweets in candy is i get that same crash but if i eat fruit The problem I have is, is that I, you know, working in the environment I do, I don't have time to eat. Like my favorites are like peaches and apricots. I love, right. I love those. They're messy as fuck. Yep. And so That's realistically right. what I want to be able to do is snack on them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually looking at getting a dehydrator and making my own, you know, my own dehydrated peaches and apricots and, and nectarines. Yes. So that way I can literally just have something to snack on, like as I need it. Mm-hmm. you know because that's why i, I find like grapes well and that's the thing is like i find that it's like you know i don't get enough fruits in my the fruits and veggies in my diet anyways i've gotten better about the right. veggies but i still suck at the fruits one and i've noticed that as i've used more sugars from fruits i feel better <clears throat> yeah that's right yeah that's a fructose but again my body can absorb that easier because there's a a fiber in the fruit that helps it go through faster. It's the processed shit that they just like, well, let's pour some corn syrup in this to make it a little sweeter. So, <laughs> it's like, God damn it. You didn't have to so, do that in my bread. You so know, the one that, so the one that's in fruit is, is, uh, let me see. Let me yeah. look this up real quick. That, I, I like that. That's so interesting. But like Kai was saying, she doesn't get fruit because it goes bad really fast. And like being blind, it's hard to tell if fruit is, bad or not like bread is tough for me to tell if bread went bad yeah so it's it's all just yeah it's a, so, it's, so that's the difference. difference so the difference so the difference is is that fruits have two sugars fructose and glucose glucose right. our body can break down really easily fructose a little bit more difficult so right. like with sodas like kind of like one of the things that you you know with other foods that are high in in fructose your body's not breaking it down as well, but your body knows glucose. Your body's like, ah, yes, yeah. I know what to do with you. Right. And high fructose corn syrup is that fructose with a glucose added to the chain. That doesn't make sense to me, but I read it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, and, and, and I think that's where like, it's, if somebody's a nutritionist and, and, you know, has right. more insight on that, that would be a real interesting discussion in and of itself. I, yeah, but, I try to stick that. That's what I call like a preservative or an additive, something that was changed mm-hmm. to 
You know what I mean? Like baking powder, yeah, we kind of need that. You know what I mean? But that's not something that alters the chemistry as much as right. Like going in there and adding something to the chain. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there's an atom, right? And then around that is little, uh, I don't know what they're called, but there's little attachments to it, little rings. And how many rings determines what that mm -hmm. is. And so you can remove a ring. Like if there's a sugar and you take a, a ring off of that, you can get rid of the bad component of the sugar. Or you can add that bad component into something good and say now it's less, less sugar. Well, so so the way that that works, uh, you know, I can explain wow, a little bit about chemistry. chemistry. I, I didn't know we would get to chemistry today. So, wow. <laughs> so I can explain chemistry a lot better. Um, so when you look at chemical change, chemical change, mm -hmm. for example, the more simple the chain is, the easier it is to break down. So like a simple sugar is, is uh, CH4, for example. CH4 is, is a very simple sugar that your body is very capable of breaking down, very, very easy. The more that you put, the more, the longer that chain is, the more mm -hmm. things that are attached to it that are not just CH4, your body has to work to break it down. Now, some people think, oh, well, that's great. You know, your body's trying to break this down and burn it. Well, the problem is, is, is that what ends up happening is you end up getting a lot of sugar components and those sugar components are each, they're each a sugar essentially, but some of them just don't really, some of them pass through, some of them end up, uh -huh. you know, end up your body's trying to break those down, but it takes the piece that it knows and it goes, I'll store you for later because I know right. I can break you down. And so the longer you have in a chemical chain, the more byproducts you get, the harder it is to break it down. And so you end up with a lot of different things. Now yeah. that's, that's, that's the same for, you know, things like ethanol, methanol, gasoline, for example, these mm -hmm. different alcohols that combust and burn, the more complex the alcohol, the harder it is to combust. And what ends up happening is you end up with a bunch of byproducts that are left over. But right. the power that you get from the different combustions is very different, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a way to regulate the combustion. So you don't blow up the machinery. It's yeah. a way to regulate the combustion. So you don't blow up the machinery. It's a way to, that's for the body too. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I honestly think that the stuff that we can't break down sits in your body and your body leeches from it. Like the sugar that just sit the fructose sitting in my body is my body constantly at a higher sugar level because my body knows it's there and it's accounting for it in my blood sugar, but it's not digesting it, you know? So now I got to look up, uh, so the, the, I think the, um, and so for me, just more fiber just pushes that stuff through faster. I can have a little fructose in my corn, in my creamer, if I have something right after that, that's going to shove it through, you know? And I think that works for everybody. All right. So table sugar, AKA sucrose disaccharide. Mm -hmm. So the formula for, uh, table sugar is C12H22O11. That's your, just your good old classic white sugar. And so, um, you know, that's, you know, looking at that, you see the, the simplicity of it is, is quite amazing. Now, let me look up yeah. 
I want to look up uh, glucose. It like fits in. It fits keys in your body. Your body knows how to handle that. It goes into a little slot, and your body goes, "Oh, sugar, hi. So, yeah, we're gonna use you." So glucose is C six H twelve O six. So it's a less complex chain. So, nice. So even you know, still it's just three elements, mm-hmm. but you end up breaking that down differently. So which is why like. Your, your body breaks down glucose, but when you get sucrose, for example, table sugar, right? it goes, okay, I'm going to burn off this glucose aspect of it, you know, because yeah. essentially your body's breaking down these, these chemical chains to get what it needs, but then you right. end up with a bunch of leftovers and that's what gets yes. stored. Or expelled. Or expelled. Yeah. Or sends you to diabetic cool. shock. <laughs> exactly. I love food talk. I love food talk. I just saw something I'll li- I'll wrap up on food talk. It's the ninja creamy. And you can make your own ice cream mm. out of anything with anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I just want to buy those for Jeffrey and Kai and we can just talk about the ninja creamy." Cuz you were talking about you can't make milkshakes. And I was like, "If he could make his own milk, his own ice cream and know what's in that, then he could go on to make milkshakes that he knew. And Kai wants better food. She was talking about protein shakes. And I was like, I just want smoothies, you know, with like right. Greek yogurt and some whole milk and, and fruit. So I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's like I, I just want to be able to have a freaking strawberry malt again. Oh, man. I love strawberry I malt. I don't know what's in the malt powder, though, but it gives a flavor, doesn't it? It really does. I love it. So, okay, let's start with this. Uh, I wanted to ask you because on on um, Happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy Pride I, Month to all you, all you on, people. And there. I, I want to say I, I totally am leaning into Pride Month. The skies are full of rainbows, and I appreciate that. This is one of the most important Pride Months in my lifetime, and I really need people to celebrate it, respect it, and honor it because there's people attacking Pride on all sides, and so mm. we have to show our support on that. And I'm not big on, like, Oh, it's the month to do it, so we're going to do it. But I do want to say Happy Pride Month, and I wanted to ask you a question, and I'm going to step away while you answer it. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked on Twitter, "Are we, are you an LGBT podcast?" And I was like, "What does that mean? Is it guest, host, topics, conversations? Like, Ooh. I don't know what that means. Are we are we an LGBT so podcast? So before okay. you before you step away, I'd ask you, yeah, yeah." <clears throat> Uh, how would you classify yourself? Asexual. Asexual. Ase- retired asexual grayscale. Mm, okay. I love cut. I love cuddling, but I I feel more comfortable knowing it's not going to go beyond that. There you go. Um, right. For me, you know, I would consider myself heteroflexible. Um, okay. it's you know, I definitely am more attracted to. Uh, I'm more attracted to women, female body, but, um. You know, I, I can appreciate a good looking man and, mm-hmm. you know, that's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't exclude a man from the cuddle puddle. You know what I mean? Right. But I have that naturally sexual boundary of, I just assume it's not going further. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. Know. So <clears throat> I guess, how would I describe us? But it's not like we've ever declared. We've never had an episode where we're like, we're going to have everybody declare what they are, you know? <laughs> Um, no, no, we haven't really, we haven't really done that. So how would I describe us? Um, so the way that I would, the way that I would describe us is I wouldn't classify us as an LGBTQ 
podcast. Um, and the reason I say that is, 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 that is for a few different reasons. Um, you know, number one, we don't always talk about LGBTQ related issues. We don't necessarily approach things, you know, uh, from an LGBTQ standpoint. We don't really, um, <clears throat> how do I say this? I think, I think our goal is to, you know, bring common, you know, bring voices together to, you know, have solid discussions. I would say that the biggest difference is, is that we're very willing to include people that are LGBTQ, knowing our, our, our own uh, personalities and knowing our own um, sexualities. We're very willing to bring LGBTQ people into the mix. But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't say that we are an LGBTQ podcast just because we don't okay. we don't approach things from that that point of view. We it's right. you know it's it's we're we bring people in to talk about these things because we recognize the need to have a multitude of voices, and that includes queer voices. Um, mm -hmm. You know to to have fuller, richer discussion. You know, they're, you know, they're a group of people that have consistently been left out of conversations nationally. Yeah. And it's only been in the, like, you know, probably the last 10 years that more people are starting to include them. Now, you know, the biggest issue that I have is, you know, I call, you know, I don't call it this. A lot of people call it this. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do call it that, but it's not me that gave it the name. Um, rainbow capitalism. You see, you see all of these corporations yeah. that have changed their logos to be rainbows and all of this shit. Mm -hmm. And, and when you look at the way that they donate, they donate to Republicans and it's like, right. You know, I, I as much as I hate, but that's this, not, that's not pride's fault. That's right? not pride's fault. That's the, that's the corporation's no. fault. And so, right. and so, you know, this month is always really tough because, mm -hmm. you know, queer voices need to be heard, but they, you know, once again, it's, it's kind of like, you know, black history month. It's, it's, it's not just a month where we go, Oh yes, I see you. And I hear you. And then ignore right. you for 11 months. It has right. to be something where consistently queer voices are a part of the discussion, the national, the right. national discussion on whatever is, is going on because, you know, like we've talked about, um, when it comes to rights, it's not that you, we should be giving people rights. It's that we need to stop taking them away, period, end of story. Right. Compromising on our rights. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I totally get that. I want to see, I want to see Pride Month as like a New Year's festival, like the end of an amazing Pride year. And I want Black History Month to be like, we're, we're celebrating the gains we made this year. You know, I don't want to look at it as like just a month. Cause I don't like having like visual imperity month. That kind of sucks. I miss it every every year it's March and I miss it. And so I just, but I do want to lean into it this year and say that let's make this the beginning of that discussion. You know, mm -hmm. even when we had Dejan, by the way, which is, was until recently one, one of our most popular episodes for a campaign episode, right? you know? And I, I wanted to have Deja on this week, but then I realized we were going to be doing a lot of catching up and I didn't want to go from like not talking for two weeks to like Deja, you know, and be like cramming that in because suddenly I realized, Ooh, that would be seen as a pride month cram in. And I don't want to do that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want to, because I, I, I think Deja is amazing. I adore them. 
her. Her. But, but I also don't want her on solely because of that. Like right. she doesn't, they never have to come on. She never has to come on and be like, I'm transgender and that's why I'm here. No, we don't declare, you don't have to either. But it's nice to have that perspective when we talk about food insecurity to have somebody say, yeah, and I, I handle a lot of trans organizations that also have that issue. You know what I right. mean? Right. You know, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, providing the space for, for people to come on and share what they're seeing through their optics is how you, yeah. is how you bring a fourth national discussion. And, right. you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I always struggle. I, I struggle with pride month, not because I don't think pride is important is because I see mm -hmm. all of these major, you know, organizations co-opting pride to give themselves yeah. some good PR while they do right. shitty crap the the next 11 months. It's, it's no different yep. than what I would consider Sunday Christians where six days of the week, they're fucking terrible people. And then on mm -hmm. day seven, when they have to go to church, they're pious and i have done wrong and i promise i'll do better right and then go back to doing crappy things for the next six days until they have to go to church again like <laughs> like that's the problem is is that you know i get it you know as an organization who doesn't want tax breaks who doesn't want to have a lower tax burden sure but when when the price of doing business is the oppression of and the removal of rights of you know variety of people mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't look good. It's you can't come over and say we support you. Oh, by the way, we're donating to DeSantis so that way we don't have to say gay. Like that doesn't right. that doesn't make any sense. I think organizations they try to address an issue, but they always refuse to see the intersectionality and cooperation between other organizations and then they isolate so that they can continue to collect donations to support the administration that they suddenly created. Mm -hmm. Like would they need to all have an arm that works on intersectionality, like Planned Parenthood should be reaching out to every ma male organization going, do you support us? We want to have conversations with you because I don't, I hate to be a dick about it, but it's men that are doing this to women. And so you need to rally men on your side and it seems like women are like we do not want your help on this but it's us that are hurting them so it's us that needs to help well, you know what i mean and, and i mean realistically i don't see it as just men as hurting planned parenthood so much as i see it as evangelistic christianity is is what's hurting yeah. uh planned parenthood because because most of them only see planned parenthood as this you know abortion mill uh -huh. and that's like one one percent of what they do maybe right cancer screenings um Health, std screening STD. um mammograms mm. pap smears like gynecological exams that save lives and catch things in an early yeah. stage hysterectomies the uh, like medications people that don't have insurance go to planned parenthood for their medications not just their like contraceptives right you know planned right. parenthood provides you know so much more because you know you know, if you, yeah. if you decide, if you do want to be a parent, you know, not having breast cancer and dying while your kid is, you know, a child is, is part of mm -hmm. that whole planned part of planned parenthood, you know, and, right. and people don't see that all the, you know, a lot of people just see it as an abortion mill and that's re really not what it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's one facet of what they provide. And the rest of it is anything from, hey, let's make sure that you don't ever have to find yourself in a position of needing an abortion or, right. hey, 
congratulations, you are having a kid. Let's make sure that you're going to have a healthy child. And oh, yeah. hey, by the way, let's make sure that you're healthy so that way you don't leave your child, you know, on this earth yeah. without you. Like, like the narrative has been so controlled around what Planned Parenthood is in that mm-hmm. in, in certain sects of of the political spectrum that right. you literally can't see it for anything else that it provides. And it's just absolutely wild to me. Like I've, I've heard stories about people being yelled at about, you don't need to have an abortion. And then the person's like, I'm not, I'm right going in for a cancer screening. Mm-hmm. But one side turns it up to 11 so that the other side has to address that specific. And now that's all you hear on the media is abortion, Planned Parenthood, abortion. Like you never hear the other stuff. Right. And that's the problem. I noticed, like, I I just switched to local news, dude. And it was, here's the story. There it is. Here's another story. When we come back, another story in the weather. Hey, that was the story. That was the weather traffic. Mm, have a nice day. And I was like, that is so awesome. It, it, there's no hours of opinion. I get to make up my own mind, you know? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and to me, that's one of the reasons why I really don't like watching, you know, the mainstream news yeah. is because... It's, I'm over it's, it. it's, it's, it's just constant. Like the, the, I want to say the new exec of CNN literally put out a message to everybody saying fucking cool it with the breaking news thing. It's on every, every, after every commercial break, breaking news. We just talked about this a week ago. We're going to talk about it again. Okay. Wolf Blitzer. I'm not watching you anymore. And Anderson Cooper and like Don Lemon, I haven't, I haven't watched them in years because they guilt me for being not liberal enough and i'm like you know what fuck you (laughs) i want to i want to put what's her laura ingram tucker carlson anderson cooper and don lemon in a rowboat and put them on an island and make them fight it out (laughs) and i'll watch whoever survives you know (laughs) nah hell with that put them on an island and then just nuke the island (laughs) just leave them just put start putting rachel over there and just all of all of them like it just it's so frustrating because like yeah the coverage you know you know and and especially what we're going to cover now or two you know the the coverage of things that happen everybody is racing to just get something out yeah and it has become such a shit show that you know you've got you've got everything from like the entire narrative of what happened you know two weeks ago is completely wrong you've got this right. whole johnny depp and amber heard thing where you know i want to say it was the the new york times or something like that or the washington post they you know put out you know amber heard's story only to now have to put a note that you know she lost a uh, defamation case that this is a oh, you know wow. def- like they're keeping the article up but now it has an editor's note that you know this was considered defamatory hmm. and so it's like everybody is trying to be quote-unquote relevant enough to get eyeballs onto their station to sell ad revenue that we've lost the entire point of what is the news here's what's happened here's how this is affecting you know the general public here's what you Mm -hmm. need to be worried about or here's what you need to do to look after yourself and scene you know what I've got to go back to the top of my note for something. I heard something, and I'm going to give a shout-out to the podcast Hysteria, Aaron Ryan and Alyssa Mastromonico. They had a conversation going, and they coined a phrase called cloud whoring. Cloud whoring, they used the example of Ben Shapiro having an opinion on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp type. 
and so what I'm taking it as is people that have no reason to be involved in that making having a hot take for likes, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people are doing that. Yes. It's like the hot take. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but the girl was like, hey, we've seen all the hot takes we can handle. We don't need any more. We solved everything. We can shut up now. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that, was, that was just like when, when you asked me, have, you know, if you, uh, two or three weeks ago about this whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. What do you think? And I said, it's a yeah. shit show and that's it. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's because I don't have an opinion on it. It's what it, so- it sounds like two broken people doing broken shit to each other. And we've literally turned it into a fucking circus. Like that's right. Like, why is it so special that these two people are the ones that are in the media? It's like, I know, you know, Jim Bob and, and, you know, yeah. you know, Chelsea Ray are probably having the same fucking issues at home on their own, but nobody gives yep. a shit about them because they live in a trailer park in Alabama or whatever. <laughs> that, that's what divorce court and Jerry Springer and, it's judge, literally, that's, and judge Judy are for. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, this was literally just a list judge Judy is what it was. And it was garbage. Right. It's just shit. It was garbage. And everybody yeah. wanted to talk about it. So that way they would get eyeballs onto their ads. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't care about what happened with these two people. Like the, it no. looks from the looks of it, it looks like they're both completely fucked up. And what happened yeah. was completely disgusting. And they both need to fucking, you know, take some time, you know, with themselves and just fucking clean their fucking lives up. And, and that's not yeah. for any of us to be involved in period in a story. That's right. And they were, they were examples of uh, cautionary tales. You know what I mean? Like, don't be Johnny Depp. I'm sorry. I didn't have much respect for him to begin with. Cause I don't, I don't do celebrity. Like I, I don't do celebrity for like that girl, uh, that podcast, Alyssa Man- Mastro Monaco, I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I mentioned you during, um, women's history month is one of my inspirational women. And she was like, thank you. And I was like, holy shit, that's an inspiration to me. Like mm-hmm. somebody that worked in the white house, uh, a colored woman that survived and thrived in the white house in the Obama era to become somebody. And now is just saying hi to me. That's awesome. I don't need Amber Heard's approval. Right. You know what I mean? To me, celebrities are celebrities for doing nothing a hard job acting is a hard job so is driving a forklift you know what i mean exactly so is driving a forklift so is you know uh you know what dan does especially at the height of things at its worst you know so is your local police officer peace officer so is your local firefighter so is your local teacher you know these are all you know there's there's so many different you know things that we could focus on you know Mm -hmm. that have uh, a greater impact they're all important or they wouldn't be around well, right like for example <laughs> like for example like the sh- the shortage of teachers how is that not something that you know is worth being covered 24 7 because yeah. that impacts every person with children and there right. happens to be a lot of people with kids in this country or That's um right. or how um right now it's been increasingly harder to get um people to sign up to be cops in various large Mm -hmm. cities and how, you know, for example, Seattle has flat out said that, you know, unless there's, you know, unless there's a rape kit, they're not doing anything with sexual assault that they can't, you know, investigate and get to a prosecutor. They just don't have the ability. They don't have the manpower to do anything about it. Right. 
No, or, I totally get it. Or, you know, the fact that, you know, there are there are fire departments out there that are literally just trying to make do with the fact that they're short staffed. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got people who are working, you know, extra shifts, longer shifts. And that's going to be a, an issue with community safety. Like, yeah. The I grocery store clerk, too, by the way, the one at the register, they have been battling for like three years now right? Like shitty conditions. And then COVID where they had to stand at a register where everyone else was protected except them, you know? And so, Fuck, the, and so that's all of terrible. this, so all of this, you know, it, all of this stuff with, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is, is great distraction from the fact yeah. that the world is, I wouldn't say literally burning down <laughs> around you, but it it is great it's like lidocaine for the brain is what i call it Mm -hmm. it is literally just mind-numbing bullshit so that way you don't have to sit down and go wow my community's got some serious fucking problems that aren't being addressed yeah Yeah, amber heard and johnny depp the shit poor people already knew were happening it's it's, it's junk food for the brain is all it is it just it leaves you feeling it leaves you feeling great for a moment until that fucking mm-hmm. junk food wears off. And then you're like, I feel like shit. Why do Actually, I feel like I think, shit? I, I think it's the, the tail end of outrage culture. I think we're trying to find outrage in this stuff because we just, we can't find outrage in the other stuff anymore. There is no outrage in women's rights anymore. It's black and white. You want to take rights away? We want to, we want to keep people's rights. You know, it's like, everything's black and white so now we have to find outrage in big bird or dr seuss or mr potato head or amber and johnny and it's like we don't need to be involved in that i don't need to know like yeah that shit happens all over the planet and money doesn't stop you from becoming addicted in fact it helps you to become addicted you know and i it's 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 a shitty thing that we just have to focus and i don't know anybody that has mentioned it nobody like a couple of people have been like i don't know anything about it i don't i haven't paid attention and i'm like thank god i have some rational friends you know (laughs) it's like you know it's like for example this stuff is literally a distraction from the fact that inflation has hit such high levels that you know i don't you know you're i'm i in some ways i'm envious that you you know you don't have to go you know you can't drive around because literally you don't have to see how fucking expensive gas prices are right but unfortunately you are seeing it and how much your food costs because that's gone up but you know i was telling my friend i was like gas holidays they don't affect me um teachers they don't affect me women's rights they don't directly affect me like i don't have to discuss advocate for any of this my life will not change if these things change but you're right there is a there is a cost to it because yeah. if we want more mental health officials, we have to educate them. We can't remove social justice from social studies and expect to create representatives that want to represent everybody because they don't know everybody exists. These things will affect me. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and that's and that's just it. Is is that all of this stuff, all of these, all of these issues, are so important yet so overlooked because. You know, we have to hear whatever the latest outrage is. It's like, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's, you know, people need to start shitting on Joe Biden and his policies at this point. You know, I shit on Donald Trump for four years and I started shitting on Joe Biden. And, you know, during that time, everybody was like, oh, well, you're just a, you know, you're just a bleeding heart liberal. No, 
And here's the proof. Mm-hmm. Fuck Joe Biden. I don't give a shit. He has literally done next to nothing <clears throat> in order to help rein in the inflation issues to help, you know, because right. it's like, sure, yes, you can sit down and you can, you know, work with the feds and have them start raising interest rates. It's a blunt force tool, but <clears throat> it is only one facet of the problem here. You've got supply mm. chain issues that are completely fucked up. You have yeah. our energy system, which is completely fucked up and dependent on other countries. And yeah. what is Joe Biden doing? He's asking OPEC to produce more oil. He's given a a, no. a killer a meeting for an increase in oil. Output. And and you know what he hasn't? You know what he else he's done? He's made it harder for more drilling and oil leasing on American lands to create energy independence. You know, yes, at, at least if you were like throwing stuff out there in order to produce, you know, help mm-hmm. us produce more electricity, like. Hey, we're going to open up these federal lands to put wind farms on. Hey, great. That would be fa- that would at least be something. But he's not even yeah. doing that. So, I don't so I don't know. If if you're not going to if you're not going to allow America America to drill for more oil, but you're also right. not going to do anything that helps us produce more energy so that way we're not dependent on oil, then what the fuck right. are you doing other than letting well, prices go up? And this is the kind of shit that's going to get the Republicans elected in the midterms and eventually mm-hmm. they're going to retake the White House because this it, is trash. There was a fork in the road and Joe Biden went build back better and had it put <clears throat> all of his eggs in green energy. And if that Build Back Better had happened, we wouldn't be talking much, as much about this, but we would be talking about the increase in jobs and energy output in, in electricity. But we're not doing that. And the other thing is, somebody, Donald Trump was on the stage every single day telling us how he was breaking things. Joe Biden is not. He needs to be out there for an hour every day explaining because people need their minds we they need like what we do we do an hour so that two hours so people can do the math of how we got there mm-hmm. i'm okay that joe biden is somewhere i want to know how he got there right and donald trump told me every step of the way how he was getting where he was getting and i hated it joe mm-hmm. biden needs to tell me every day how we're getting back why the reasons are for what he's doing and he's not doing that right and that's what bugs me is that he's not communicating and i knew that when we nominated him that he was going to be a tired president that's out of breath and just done with it right and i i'm sorry i just don't like agent there was a guy on twitter that said donald trump sucked but i wish he would just stick to the finance portion and i was like yeah because our aged diminishing elders are so good with the bank accounts we should put all of them in charge of our money no response you know they they want donald trump because he's an icon but they don't realize there's nowhere he fits no you can't put him on a hockey team and say he's a forward or a defenseman or a goalie the people he had around him made solid choices that really Mm -hmm. did encourage explosive job growth right it was like everybody wants to say it was donald trump realistically no it was the people that was the people that he initially put around him that came Mm -hmm. up with it but then he pissed those people off and they fucking left and then you know his presidency became a fucking revolving door of all these different people coming through and and, with wilder ideas and that's the thing is is you know we went from you know uh you know changing up the tax structure and you know mm-hmm. you look at a bunch of companies that suddenly were like yeah we'll start paying people 15 dollars an hour and you had a bunch of yeah. people on the left go wait what they were pissed because it was like 
you know, corporate greed and corporations went, okay, well, thanks to the tax breaks. Now I'm going to pay $15 an hour. And they were like, right. but, but, but corporate greed and corporate greed and, and, and corporate greed. Like, look, I don't doubt that there's still corporate greed, but. Well, tons of it. But all they did was buybacks with that tax break. And remember that Donald Trump, there's three things he didn't do. He didn't zero out, zero out poor people's taxes. No, he didn't legalize cannabis. No, and he he, he didn't uh, eliminate student debt. No, nope. three things that he could have done in one tweet and gotten reelected. Oh, he geez. did not want to get he did not want to get reelected if it meant he had to help people. Well, I mean, that's well, what you literally need to if, if Donald Trump had said that he was erasing student debt because, you know, student loan debt is what's, you know, keeping, you know, America mm-hmm. poor. And that it was a liberal scheme to keep, you know, Americans on the government system. Everybody would have been cheering Donald Trump erasing you know, student loan right. debt. Fighting capitalism. Yeah, ex- he because it literally would have been, you know, it literally would have been one of those things. It's like, great, your it's your mm-hmm. money. You know, your money has been put to work in the American system, uh, right? More than this, this idea of the student loan program. But right. this, the fact of the matter is, is that he didn't do that. Now Joe Biden's not doing it. Literally, if, right. if one Republican were to do that, like. It wouldn't even be a fucking close election. It wouldn't. It right. And, and at at the rate things are going for Joe Biden, it's not going to be a close election. And yeah. I really do think that people who are very uh, on the left leaning side of things are going to need to embrace themselves for the fact that most likely we're going to have a Republican controlled House. Most likely mm-hmm. we're going to have a Republican controlled Senate. And what that means is is that Joe Biden's not going to get shit done for the next two years while a Republican president while they figure out what Republican president uh, candidate is going to be showing up. But I like why he's doing what he's doing. He's saying, I can't do anything. I'm just an executive. Mm -hmm. They need to do something. I'll tell them do something, but I can't, I can't make them do it. Right. But he's also not creating bit like the house can create a bill, Senate house president. The president can also create a policy or a bill and hand it to the house or the Senate and ask them to question, you know, and then it goes through the processes. He can come up with ideas too. And he's not, you know, and And neither did Donald Trump. Donald Trump never made a policy beyond the tax bill that he handed to Congress to debate. Yep. Adam's here. So, all right. Thank you for listening to public access America. My name is Jason. His name is Jeffrey. We are, um, we're, we're going a little long, so no more just the tips. No, no more just the tips. Well, at the beginning, what is going on? To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our Place. And I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children.
Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, on Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access History, America. In History in the Making. Making History in the Making. In the making.